Listen to and for the word of the Lord. One day Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into the water as they were doing. They were fishing for a living. Jesus called out to them, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little further up the shore, he saw two other brothers. These were James and John, sitting uh, in a boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called to them too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Large crowds followed him wherever he went. People from Galilee, Decapolis or the ten towns, Jerusalem, from all over Judea and from east of the Jordan River. The word of the Lord. For the last month, I actually have been teaching a series about the parables of Jesus. And we touch on not obviously on all 50 plus parables of Jesus, though some believe there are 46, some believe there are 52. I believe there's a lot more than that because Jesus was not limited to literary definitions of parables. Actually, there are other parables that are found in the Old Testament. If you think of the, of the parable of the dry bones, that is a parable also in the Old Testament. If you think of saints in the Proverbs and saints in the wisdom literature, some of them are also parables and comparisons. So Jesus was using parables, but he did something very unique with the parables. He began to focus them, and he began to use parables, even some stories that were known around the place. But he would retell them with one new emphasis, and it was the emphasis of the kingdom of God, the realm of God, the ways of God. And that is how the distinction between uh, Jesus is using parables and others who are using parables. During the first week that we gathered here, we, we had parables of light. And we learned that Jesus is the light of the world and his word is also light for us. And in that parable, he said very clearly, pay serious attention to the word that is light for you. In the second week, we walked through the, the parables of discovery and, and we saw how two individuals, one discover a treasure and the other a most precious peril of amazing value. But both gave it all up for Jesus. 
In the third week, we, we, we studied and we walked through with Jesus in the parable of the sowers. And we discovered that a better name for the parable is the parable of the hearts. Because we discover that it is how we receive the word, our attitudes, our actions, and the condition of our hearts is what is going to give, flourish or not, to the word of God. In the fourth week, just last week, we were talking about wisdom. We were talking about Sophia, and not Queen Sophia of Spain, but actual wisdom from God. How important is the lordship of God? Because in the whole story of the two foundations, if you remember, it, the first question that appears is, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, and Lord? And hear my words and not do them. That was the question that was posed by Jesus, and he answered them. If you hear my words and do them, then you have a solid foundation because I am your Lord. But if you hear my words and I'm not your Lord, it is going to be like what happened in Dominica in some of those houses with very poor foundation as the last her or tropical storm swept through that island this last week. Today I wish to, uh, to try to bring it all together and bring it home. For, uh, for us as, as a community of faith, why was Jesus using parables? You see, Jesus used parables as comparisons. Jesus was communicating the ways of God. Jesus was explaining the realm of God to his disciples. Jesus says that the parables were only for his disciples. And if they became a riddle or too complicated of an allegory, Jesus would then explain these parables for his disciples. And he even told them, you have been given the blessing of understanding the parables, the ways, the realm of the kingdom of God. Why was Jesus so into making sure that he communicated, that he taught, that he expressed, that he manifested the best values, the best attitudes, the best beliefs and thoughts about God, about self, and about others? Hebrew. The, the, the author of Hebrews, I, I like to create issues with this one, John, and, and typically, you know, Hebrew, nobody knows who wrote it, but I like to say it may have been a woman. Ah! And some other conservatives fall over because women don't have that inspiration. Well, you know, the only uh, 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 preposition they're referring to the, author is, to the author is in the feminine. Oh, my gosh. But traditionally, we believe it was Paul, though I think it could have been Priscilla. I like to steer it. But think about it. Hebrew begins in the first verse. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways. Let's stop right there. God spoke in many times and in many ways. God spoke through the winds. God spoke through the prophets. God spoke through the history of the people of Israel. God spoke through wisdom literature. God spoke and spoke and spoke. The question really is, are we listening? Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets, the scripture says. And now, in these last days, in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. Jesus, in our text, he is described as teaching, healing, and doing miracles. 
telling stories, speaking allegories, sharing metaphors throughout all the region. He shared proverbs. He taught. He again healed some more. He liberated others from their own enslaving passions or from their own enslaving habits. He liberated others from possession of the enemies who do enslave people at times. He is teaching. He is preaching. He is healing. He is spreading the good news about the kingdom. God is no longer angry with you. God is speaking through his son in the last days. So ultimately, when we hear the parables for life, Jesus is the voice of God to us today. God is speaking through Jesus. Are you listening? God is communicating. Can you hear God? God is sending messages, texting sometimes. Can you hear it? Can you read them sometimes? Are you getting them? God is articulating, expressing, manifesting, and God is showing God's love to each one of us. Both God, but God wishes for us to listen, to hear, to pay attention. Why? Very simple. I'm going to assume that God wishes for us to pay serious attention to God's word. Many of these Many, many of these parables, if you think about it, they were about hearing. Think about them. They were about hearing the word of God. It was, that was the case with the foundations. It was the case with the four different soils where they were hardened. Where they, it was how you hear the word. What are your attitudes about the word of God? God is speaking. God has been speaking here in Lot of Hope. Have you been listening? Have you been hearing what God has been saying here at Lot of Hope? God has, God's voice has been going out here at Lot of Hope. Let me just think a few months ago, as we were celebrating Lent, did not God speak through the symbols, through the art, through the interactions that we all had through that Lent season? As we celebrated Lent with the season poured out, many of you over and over again shared with me how significant those messages and how memorable and how meaningful those messages are. God is speaking at Lot of Hope. We also had that wonderful Pentecost season, which in many churches is just one day. Because in the calendar, the next day is Christ the King. Hello. And again, the Holy Spirit gets relegated to one day of the year. And it is the Holy Spirit we were learning this whole summer season. And we learned last summer with the fruit of the Spirit. And we will learn next summer with the uh, uh, gifts of the Spirit that the Holy Spirit is the person of God, is the agent of God. God himself, who is making God's promises, who is making God's blessing here real for you here and today. That is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It is to bring the things of Jesus, not only to remind you of them, but to make them reality in your life here today in this 21st century. God is speaking to all of us. And then we have the year-round uh, uh, grant from the Calvin Institute. Tell me if God did not speak to us throughout that process. As we welcome the Africans, as we welcome the Native Americans, as we welcome the, the, the Spanish group that sang, as we welcome the Irish and their poetry, and as they inspired us to go closer and closer to God through music and dance, the arts. And by the way, let me brag for you guys. Out of the 40 grants that were given by the Institute, only five were graded A's, and ours was one of them for the glory of God. That is what's happening here. 
God is speaking. God has taken our dull, dead, vitalless, lifeless, limpless, insignificant, unmemorable worship and has transformed it to an experience where people want to come because they don't know what's going to happen. Because people want to listen. They want to be inspired not only by what they hear, but what they see, what they smell, what they're able to do. Therefore, our values in worship have changed and there is a great experience. God continues to speak to us as we have done two summer camps and we have become aware of the great need in our community where 90% of our children were behind academically in and math at third grade level. And we discovered that the state, uh, 44 states, actually make a communication to the uh, Department of Education once a year and they ask them, what is the level of kids in third grade that have failed? They have not made it to standards. And that percentage is the percentage that the prison department has to create more cells and prisons for the future. Meaning there is a correlation between children being behind academically and ending up in that system. Why do we have to allow that to happen? We were praying when this was happening, our prayer in the session amongst the leader was, Lord, break our heart with what is breaking your heart in this community. Lord, make us aware where you want us, light of hope to make a difference. Where would you like to light to shine in the hearts of young people so that families can see the light of hope in their children and they follow them to church. Watch it. That's what's going to happen. Children these days determine a lot of where their parents spend their time and money. Right, Joey? They determine that these days. And if we're able to give children a wonderful experience, not only in summer camp, but in vacation Bible school, and in other experiences in this community of, of wellness, this community of holiness, this community of good friendship, of good values, their parents will come and follow suit. God is speaking to Light of Hope. Light of Hope, are you hearing God speaking? Light of hope, are you hearing God speaking? Yes. Amen. I mean, I wish there were more African-American because it would be really be rolling here. Hello. Tony, get with it. Come on, help me out. Miss Kate, help me out. <laughs> God is speaking to all of us. Amen. The voice of God is not only speaking to light of hope, but the voice of God is speaking to people here in this sanctuary. People that have come without jobs in weeks after they're coming connection. Now, I'm not saying there's a talisman, but obviously there is something when you hook up with God and God hooks up with you and you have that intimate connection, things begin to happen in your life. And I just interviewed somebody for our newsletter and read the coming newsletter, how just being here for one year, how that life has been changed, transformed. Not perfect, she would say but she's moving ahead like never before. How people who were, didn't even have a car but wanted to come to church somehow miraculously find a car. The Lord provides them a car and they are here today. How other families looking for a real community that looks like the world that is not all, all white and it's not all black, they decide to come to Lattaho because we look like the real world and they assume that we're going to look like the real kingdom of God. Well, from all nations, all tribes, all languages, even those that we didn't even find out in National Geographic will be there with us worshiping God forever and ever. God is speaking. Are we listening? Are we hearing God's word? God is speaking every day. Are you listening intentionally is the question. 
Are you giving some time in your day to reflect, to think with and about God? It is very important. Life with God does not happen with apps. They help, but they don't do it. They just don't do it. We have to come to that space where we are there by ourselves with God, perhaps in silence. Some kids like a lot of noise behind because then they can hear God. I guess that's an effort to concentrate, as we know. But are you listening? Are you beginning to listen more intentionally? Are you beginning to see what God is doing? We didn't know how we were going to transport kids from this area to the north of, uh, of where Richard Christian Academy. And from we were thrown a big red bus with responsibilities of insurance and maintenance and all of that. But guess what? It is a gift from God. And we received it by grace as it was sent to us. And by grace and by your generosity, the ministry is moving. As every day I had the chance to, take, uh, to pick up the kids on Thursday at the school. And there were seven kids in that bus and they knew the route they were telling me where to go where not to go you know they were telling me what stores are in the way they knew the route and they had Christian music and they wanted the Christian jams in the bus and we were singing to I wasn't supposed to be singing I'm supposed to lean forward and on the wheel and every four seconds do this I took the class I passed the test but what a privilege we have to even see Judy Curley at home convalescing and rejoicing, rejoicing and just sending kudos to Light of Hope for that ministry. To see Jackie McCowan, who's moved away far from us, and to know about that ministry and be happy and rejoice and give kudos to all of you, Light of Hope, for that new ministry. Are you seeing what God is doing? Are you experiencing something new and fresh in your lives? Are you discovering some priceless thing about Jesus? Are you talk, taking God's word seriously? Are you sensing God's inspiration, God's spirit and voice in your life? If you are not, you've got to check yourself. First of all, your pulse to see if you're alive. Because God is doing things amongst people here. God is bringing families together. God is healing hearts, healing memories. Are you getting uncomfortable enough to wake up from your spiritual slumber? Wake up, says the Lord. Rise up, Jerusalem. Let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Wake up. For our blessing of life is coming. Our salvation is near. Now. Then when the first. Then when you first believed. The message describes this verse in Isaiah 61. Get up out of bed Jerusalem. Wake up. Put your face and move. Move. God's bright glory has risen for you. The whole earth is wrapped in darkness. All people sunk in deep darkness. But God rises you. God's sunrise glory breaks over you. God is speaking. Pay attention. Pay careful attention. Will you say yes to God? Will you say yes to God? Will you say yes to God? Let them look at Jesus. Let's then focus and look at Jesus. Let's then turn to Jesus. If Jesus is the one speaking, let's then turn our eyes upon Jesus. 
Let's turn our eyes upon Jesus.